Slammed away. There's Gaze. Delarelli, who passed to Copeland. That's what we've been waiting for. Unbelievable timing on him. And it's the Tigers straight away. Gaze. Elliot. What a start. Welcome to the ultimate super coach and fantasy sports show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, g'day guys and welcome back to the Insight NBL show. I'm the super coach Bray and I'm not the Matrix today. Uh, Matrix is uh, draining Fiji of all their beer supply. I'm joined by resident NBL expert, the Hammer himself, and you had a little bit of a trip, mate. You feeling rejuvenated? Uh, I am. I'm glad to be back. I don't know if I was sick from barley belly or watching the Patrick Miller injury, but um, <laughs> here we are. We're back at it. That's it. We did miss a show. Uh, we, we were one man short of getting a show going on, uh, on Monday, but uh, Matty is back, I think, tomorrow. So things will go back to normal. You won't be seeing my, my face anymore, but uh, everything will go back to normal. But as always, the, we're brought here today by Ryan from Astute Newstead and the Standard Squeeze. And, and guys, make sure to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel if you like the content. The boys have been doing an awesome job here. Uh, and if you are listening on audio, hit follow and leave us a review if you can so we can reach more people. As always, on the Wednesday preview show, we're going to do a quick review of last week. Something a little bit different um, just to kind of tap into what we would have covered on Monday. We're going to talk about breaking news. We're going to talk super coach previews for every single game this week. Most traded in, most traded out, trades, captaincies, and of course, we're going to answer all of your questions as well along the way. And when I say we, it's going to be Hammer. It's not going to be me. Uh, Hammer's the guy who knows his stuff here, so we're going to throw to him for all of those questions. Um, before we dive into last week, the league code, guys, if you haven't jumped in yet, it's 680481. 680481. Jump in, get a chance at a standard squeeze pack every single week. We're giving them away. Speaking of, uh, last week it's Craig, coach of Hoosiers or Hoses, uh, with a 461 hammer. That's massive. That's a massive score. Incredible. I could only dream of a score like that, but uh, sensational effort. And, and we've seen a lot of high scores coming out of the Insight Group. It's, it's awesome. It is. It's huge. And, and speaking of big scores, we've got a couple of guys in the top 10 overall at the moment. So we've got David. Uh, his team is Dolt for Jack. Uh, he's still leading the league in third overall. Very, very closely followed by Luke, coach of Sloth Gunners in eighth. And there's only 21 points between them. So anyone can win it at this point. And we're only round six. So there's so much time left to make up ground. Hopefully someone from the Unlimited Group for Insight takes out the win and, and gets, the, gets the car. Sure. Now, uh, I thought it'd be silly not to follow on with the segments that Maddie's been creating. So let's talk last week. Hammer, how'd you go last week, mate? What trades did you make? How'd you score? Yeah, look, I had a, a 390 or 392, which was, was solid, but like everyone, probably had some of the guys who were hoping to fire not quite reach their potential. We had, uh, we had Paddy Miller in that last game go down early in the... First, late in the first, early in the second quarter, and was on track for another big score. You had uh, Luke Travers fail to fire in the second game, and I wasn't a Zylan Cheatham owner, but anyone holding him would have uh, been a little bit heartbroken. So, overall, not too bad. Yeah, I, I dodged that bullet somehow. Uh, I actually didn't have enough cash to get Cheatham in. So yeah. I went with Norton instead, and he didn't light it up, did he, by any means? But uh, he had the two games and got me 25 off the bench. So at least I wasn't starting, didn't need a starter. So dodge that bullet, which is great. Um, 379 for me, mate, but uh, 1500th, I think I'm sitting at the moment, like top 7% or something. So not lighting it up or by any means, but uh, holding on, just. Slowly climbing, but, uh, making our way Following back. the podcast. So uh, I listen to you boys, so we're doing okay. Um, I brought in Miller, Clintman, and Norton last week for Gary Brown and the two Galloways. Um, mate, let's, let's move into that. We're not going to cover every game. Fuck, we'll be here forever yeah. um, if we cover every game from last week and every game from this week. But what we'll do is we'll just cover who got hot. Pull over by this hot guy and let me out. Thought you'd enjoy that. Love a bit of family guy. I had to throw it in. Away for a week, and there's like two new segments already. This is uh, this is going all right. Shout out to Matty G, uh, heads up our NBA stuff. He came up with these, so full credit to him, mate. Parker Jackson Cartwright led the way, 73, had a big week, very highly captained last week. I think 75% of people captained him. 
Yeah, he he went big in the second game. I, I found a, a little dive bar and had a few bin tangs to watch the first one. And uh, I was a little nervous. He he wasn't great in the first game, but second game he brought it back. And I feel like it, there's no point of difference there. He would have been captained by the vast majority of players and coaches. And um, I think this was one of those ones where you've you got to hold him on that week or fall behind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think most people that were in the in the running for it had him right. Um, yeah. Probably someone that people didn't have was Jack McFay. Second highest score for the week was sixty nine. Um, if I had a giggity soundbite, I'd, I'd play it. Uh, thoughts on him? Because I mean, d- does he become relevant? They're on a double this week. Look, I, funnily enough, I looked at him last week, and it wasn't that I thought he'd light it up. It was he was on a double game, and the price was able to fit in what I was trying to do. Uh, I didn't end up doing it. And I'm not overly upset about it. I don't think it's going to be something we see every week. But over two games, a 65, you know, what are you getting, 30s each game? It's not massive. It is it is what it is. But he's a solid guy. If you've got him on your bench and you can bring him in and out on doubles, that's probably as much as you can hope for. Yeah. Yeah, fair call. Um, a couple of guys that are starting to get hot, Sam Froling, got 68 uh, we've also got Paddy Miller, who nearly everybody and uh, every man and their dog brought in last week uh, for his 66. And that was cut short, wasn't it, through injury? So that's a big talking point this week. Yeah, he, he went big in game one and he, he started off in game two still hot. You know, he went down with a back injury. And we'll, we'll get to that in a bit later. That There's some implications coming into this week. But uh, the, the other one you mentioned, Sam Froling, he's started the season slow. He's shown some potential and he doesn't have a lot of competition at that centre spot in Illawarra. But... We've spoken about it time and time again. The Illawarra schedule is us. Until you can pick him up on the back end the last five or six rounds, they're not worth looking at at that kind of price either. Yeah, fair call. Pat Miller obviously is someone worth looking at with Ken's schedule, 66. I mean, we'll we'll talk about him a little bit later, so we'll leave him. But Nathan Sobey, 64, probably did what you'd expect of him. Yeah, look, he's he's not going to die wondering, is he? He's going to go out and try and get his. Uh, Brisbane are on a double this week. Bangers is back. Uh, how that affects the team, the chemistry, I don't know. But I think this this game suits Sobey. There, there's no uh, stats are going to take away because of his inefficiency. Uh, he's going to keep getting them up. I think that they moved Chris Smith to the bench in one of the games. Uh, so that'll be interesting if that sticks around. And it's probably given Sobey a bit more free reign. And with Shannon Shorter, Shannon Shorter, Shannon Scott out, uh, he's got the ball in his hands even more. For sure. If you want a guy that's going to go and get your 64 super coach and 64 actual points, you, you've got your man there, I think. Um, speaking of, Justin Robinson, 62. He had a little bit of a bounce back after everybody traded him out, so that was lovely of him. Yeah, I held Robinson, had him on my bench. Um, it came down to a decision about trading out Robinson or Cummings and pulled the trigger on Cummings with the injury cloud that was hanging over him. Uh he went big. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. But, yeah, Robinson made a little bit of cash for once. It was, it was good. Yeah, very nice. Um, some guys we'll talk about soon. Wardenberg, 60. Finn Delaney also got 60. Um, and then JLA seems to be stealing some, uh, some minutes now from Huck Porty, who's another talking point. He got 58. Yeah, look, Huck uh, worked for it. It wasn't easy and it probably could have been better. But when you've got JLA looking over your shoulder, it's uh, – not a great position to be in, but he started again. But I think this is the end of the line for the Huck Cordy train. Uh, JLA's playing more and more minutes. His points per minute are phenomenal, right? Like, you look at his production, he comes on, and within 30 seconds, he has 17 points. The guy's killing it. And, and look, we did we expect that from him? Probably, right? We, we did. But I think, you know, what I didn't expect was Huck Cordy, to me, was going to make some serious cash. Look... He came in a little higher price than the other next stars, given he'd been in the league already. I think he came in around that that 170 from memory. Uh, I'm going to let him go this week, and he's going out having only made about seventy to eighty thousand dollars cash, which I'll take it, but it's definitely not as much as I was expecting. Yeah, yeah, you probably were looking to try and offload him at about that 300k mark, so a little bit short of that, mm. right? But um, yeah. he still made cash. You can't complain too much. That's it. Um, and uh, I'm just reading my notes here from Matrix because he's, uh, he's flicking me notes here from Fiji. And he, all, I say, all it says here is Josh Bannon circle jerk. What, is, what does that mean? 
Yeah, Matt likes to uh, jerk off blokes occasionally and he tries to get one of us involved to make it a circle. This time, and I have resisted every other circle jerk up until now, but this one's legit. I think I'm going to join in on this one. Josh Bannon, big minutes, solid scores, a double this week, every team on the single the week after. There's something to, like, get happy mm-hmm. about. This is, um, this is a guy who's going to make some cash and he's got a negative break even, Matt. From memory, negative 18. So he's going up again. <laughs> There's some big coin to be made. Um, and you don't have to ask me twice to be a part of a circle jerk, so I'm in. Um, and uh, Travis rounds out top scorers, I guess, for this week. Uh, 50 on the on the dot with a bit of a quiet game too, right? Yeah, I think he had about 45 in the first one. And, and I started Travis and I thought, here we go. This is, this is good. you know. And the plan was, this is about the last week we're going to ride out the Melbourne United guys. So set me off nicely, but second game he he had an injury scare early in the first quarter, which had him sit for a good ten minutes up until half time. But even before he got hurt, it just wasn't clicking for him. He had multiple turnovers. Was it just was not looking good? And when he came back, it, it still was ordinary. So he finished with five, seven points, something like that, and uh, yeah. pretty. Not so memorable finish to my uh, stint of holding him. Should be okay for this week, though. Is that right? Should be, but it's possibly uh, a part of the schedule where a lot of guys are going to be looking to offload those Melbourne United guys. So yep. maybe too little, too late, hey? Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. At least we bail out and he didn't lose too much cash for that 50. So he should be okay. Um, let's move on to the cold guys. <laughs> All right. Talk to me about Saar. He got six. Everyone probably has him. They're on the double this week. Do you hold? Do you sell? What's the plan? You know what? I was, I've got Saar on my bench, and they're on the double. Every team's on a single next week. Uh, he's a potential hold. And what I'm looking at now is these comments that are starting to pop up. I think we've just mm-hmm. found ourselves a little Pinder surprise. Now, this is news to me. Pinder out this week? What's going on there? I mean, we, we saw these comments popping up before the show started, so we were scrambling at the last minute before we went live here yeah. trying to work out where this news has come from. Um, yeah. If anyone can let us know where it has come from or, or send us in the right direction, please do in the comments because uh, we're yet to find anything yeah. unless you have. If this news is is true, there is a beautiful little toy inside your Pinder Surprise called <laughs> Alex Saar. And that power four position is going to open right up for him if Pinder's out. And could be a nice little uh, uh, reward for holding on to him. Yeah, one of the good toys, though, from the 90s in your Pinder Surprise. Not one of those fucking shit toys that you get these days. You know those ones where they're already made for you? Yeah. Like, yeah. Come on, man. Book. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what I want. Um, Huck Porty, mate. Huck Porty got 29 uh, in a double. So, yeah. I mean, you mentioned it's probably time to trade him out based on JLA and based on the minute split and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we probably don't need to touch on that. But what we can touch on, just a bit of validation for you, because I know you've been kind of riding the Adelaide suck train for a while. Uh, and Flowers with a two is still 20% owned in Supercoach. Yeah. So those 20% of people are ultimately entitled to their wrong opinion, as always. But, man, that, how wrong can you get? Like, this is what I talked to Rob about the other week. You know, you're in love with the girl. You love the idea of it. He's a next star. He should be doing this stuff. But, man, he's hurting you. You deserve better. Walk away. I'm glad I got to experience this firsthand, a uh, relationship metaphor from Hammer himself. I was hoping that one was going to pop up. So uh, it's good. Now I just need to tell someone it's not what you spend, it's what you save, and just have a beer, and I'm, I'm good. Like, no one will even know the difference, right? If I close my eyes, it feels like Maddie's here. He's pushing your bullets jersey, right? That's it. Love it. Um, mate, a couple of other guys. Your mate Valentine only got 17. Sydney are on the double again this week. Uh, I mean, are people still going to get tempted by him or is his role just not there anymore? Look, after spending the last couple of weeks in uh, Southeast Asia, uh, I think maybe a ladyboy metaphor is probably apt. Now, this is the kind of guy that he looks good from far, but far from good. You know, like he's got the bells and whistles. He looks a million bucks. But when you just peel back a few layers, it's not what you want. And you shouldn't be bringing this guy in. 
I thought you were going to start talking about ping pong balls there for a second. I'm glad that we didn't go in that direction. That's that's no, good. Thailand was last year's trip. <laughs> um, mate, the, the last guy, I guess, on the list that uh, a few people own now is Ben Eyre. Um, Matty will be very upset, I guess, that he won't be able to play the soundbite anymore when everybody trades him out. Do you get off? They're on the double. Is he going to hurt you? Or you just leave him there? You've got bigger problems. It really comes down to the makeup of your squad. If he's, if he's hanging on your bench... Next week's probably a really good week to get rid of some of those guys that are still hanging around your squad. Every team's on a single. Like, I'm still holding on to, you know, DNP every single week, Ben Henschel. You don't have to be chasing doubles because no one's on the double next week. You can start to clean out your closet and start to – maybe there's an M&M soundbite coming in for that one. but uh, that's – We could organise it. Uh, But, yeah, next week's borderline you can look to get rid of those guys. This week – you're probably going to have a bit more work to do with getting guys on doubles. Yeah, and we've got tons of teams on doubles this week, which is beautiful. So plenty of options for us this week. Um, anybody else cold for you, mate? Anybody else that you're not really uh, not really keen on? Oh, look, apart from the obvious ones with the injuries, you Zion and sheath them out six to eight weeks, get cold there. We are starting to look pretty good before that. Uh, Will McDowell-White hasn't been lighting the world up. Uh, and that's with New Zealand starting to come into a good schedule. Uh, I'll tell you who I am actually really cold on is Taj McCall. We'll touch on that a little bit later on when we're talking cans. But uh, he's due back this week, and I, I'm not a fan. Yeah, okay. I actually, uh, one of the only, I mean, I travel to Cairns for work every now and again, and I, I went to a Taipans game, and Taj McCall just reminded me of uh, Russell Westbrook Light. Yeah. Just, just everything about him, just drive to the rim way too much, can't, struggles to shoot the perimeter, um, turns the ball over a lot. Yeah. It's Russell he, Westbrook light. He's pretty much the guy when he used to play juniors and someone's parent coached the team, he's the parent's son. He's the guy they call every play for, can't do any wrong, never gets subbed out, even gets to coach the team in the preseason. Like this is this guy must be related to Adam Ford because he thinks he's a lot better than him. <laughs> Love it. Um, on that note, let's uh, let's talk breaking news. There's a fair bit of it. It's time for some news from around the league. Taron Armstrong. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And round six, he finally appears. What are we doing with him? The prodigal son has returned. Uh, look, and it couldn't come at a better time if you uh, are thinking of bringing him in because there's still an injury cloud over my man Patrick Miller. Now, I've seen a few comments pop up with, you know, what do we do with Miller? I'm holding him. I'm banking on him being part of my squad. They don't play until the Friday night, I don't think. So there's a little bit of time, a little bit of water to go under the bridge to see what's going on. But, uh, yeah, if he doesn't play, big minutes, big gaps to fill for uh, Taron Armstrong. And 69K. Oh, cheap as chips. Yeah, it's a perfect spot for him if he gets a run. And even if Miller's injured, he gets even more burned, doesn't he? So fingers crossed. Um, but a lot of us own Miller. So <laughs> double-edged sword. Um, I'm just reading a quote here from Adam Ford on Pat Miller. Uh, Pat wants to train and play now, and we're trying to hold him back. He's the ultimate competitor and warrior, and that's what we brought him in for. It was a back complaint mainly. It's now managing the swelling and bruising and seeing how he pulls up. So it looks like... They're trying to convince him not to play, but he's, he's pushing as hard as he can to get on the court. Yeah, I've kind of lost faith in Forty's um, little pearls, that he, little breadcrumbs he throws out because he, he made me think that Armstrong was coming back for like the first two rounds and I held him. So, you know, I burned once. Shame on me. You're not going to get me again. <laughs> Very cool. Um, mate, talk to us about Cheatham. How long's he out for? It's a, it's a fair amount of time. He's a trade out, isn't he? Yeah, it didn't look good. So the latest we're hearing is six to eight weeks. Now, this is possibly a blessing in disguise for those like me who didn't pay up for him last week. Really bad news for our community team who did. Now, if we look on the bench with uh, New Zealand, that power forward spot is being shared off the bench between Lamb and Finn Delaney. Now, both are playing significant minutes as it is. And it's only going to improve. They're going to start to absorb some of those minutes left behind by Cheatham. So whichever way they go, um, both, both are going to see an increase. 
Who's who's more likely to start? I, I think last week they went to Lamb starting. I, I could be wrong, but he, he may have even started the, the three spot. Mm. Or they might have called Chiefs at the five, but I think he started. So I think the bigger upside comes from Delaney. He played well. I think he had 32 super coach points last game. So Delaney has a cheaper price tag also. So that's that's probably where I'll be looking at. Yeah, the minutes seemed there on the week uh, on the weekend. I think um, he ended up playing, or he's, I think he scored sixty or very close to it uh, yeah. last week across two games, which is handy. So if he gets a start, yeah. I mean, here, here's a question for you: Wardenberg or Delaney? Because that's who I'm probably tossing up between this week for my final trade. So look, there's a better. What's the price difference? About 60K between them, something like that? Yeah, uh, 271 plays 217 or something. So pretty spot on, yeah. Yeah. So look, depending on your cash situation, you know, you could probably lean towards Delaney. Both have similar schedules over the next probably three to four weeks. Cans have the extended run of doubles. But Delaney also gives you maybe an edge when it comes to getting rid of all the Cans players. I'm assuming we're all going to be holding a lot of them. So, um, yeah, look. Wardenberg has that, that centre spot locked up in uh, Cairns and, and he is dual position eligible, whereas Delaney, I think he's just a forward. Uh, look, pros yeah. and cons, both are both going to be solid. If you want the flexibility, the dual position's handy. So that maybe tips it if you've got the cash, I guess. Um, mate, Aaron Baines returns from suspension. Uh, what are your thoughts here? D- does this affect uh, anything going on in the bullets land? It's definitely going to affect a few things and, and whether it takes one game, two game to integrate him back into the squad, especially after they've been winning, you know, time will tell. But he's eventually going to be starting. He's, he's their starting centre. It's going to affect your Toriel Harrison's, probably Rocco Zakarski, and we'll go back to sort of that minute split that we saw in the first couple of games before he got injured. The one we're probably concerned about is Bannon. However, Bannon was their starting power forward in the um, uh, preseason. And Shula, the coach, has shown great faith in him. So I don't think he's going to be overly affected by the return. And negative a million break even anyway. So, you know, at worst case, get him on a double, make some coin, reassess. Um, Now, Adelaide have copped some hate, but they've got a dub. Does that change things or are we just going to go back to the same old Adelaide this week? No, I'm calling it fool's gold. Look, they're bound to, to get a win every now and then. You know, you're... A lot of teams struggle to play against bad teams. You, you, you find yourself down in the mud, in the weeds, playing to their level. It's not sustainable. They've been talking about bringing in the third import since they left Franklin go during the preseason. It's still, what are we, coming to round six? They've had, what, 10 games now, something like that? It's, it's almost too far gone. Are you even going to bother now? Um, yeah, look, fool's gold for me. They're still going to be bottom, bottom, bottom four. Where's a flying toilet in the in the comments? I see him in here somewhere because um, he loves calling out your fool's gold, doesn't he? He does. He's uh, He's got a radar for it. Let's see if he hops in. Actually, no, I can see he's in He's in here. Let us know what you think. Uh, do you agree? Or uh, are you going to go against it? <laughs> um, mate, last bit of news here is is pretty big news. Trevor Gleeson opened to coaching offers. What are your thoughts yeah, on that? Where does he end up? All is not well in Perth right now, is it? We've, um, we've got a situation where Bryce Cotton's wife has uh, obviously blurted out a little bit of pillow talk on her Twitter and, um, and pretty much expressed her not-so-hidden uh, feelings that John really can't coach. And I've got to agree with her. The squad he's got should be a lot better than what they're showing. So Gleeson, obviously one of Perth's favourite sons, won five championships there. Back in the country... Uh, fresh off an NBA stint, and he's open to offers in the right situation. So reading between the lines, to me, that says Perth mm-hmm. and not Illawarra, not Adelaide. Yep. Yep, fair enough. Be good to see him back. Um, he'd do wonders for pretty much any team he goes to. So, um, Mate, that does it for breaking news. Very quick shout-out to Ryan from Astute Newstead. Guys, if you're listening and you're thinking about maybe going into buying your own home or, or you want to get into the market in, in some way, or maybe you even want to just look into getting your interest rate looked at. Maybe your interest rate feels a little bit higher. You can talk to Ryan from Astute Newstead. You can contact him uh, on Instagram, Ryan Astute Newstead, one word, um, or you can give him an email, ryanh at eganwealth.com. 
Um, we've worked with Ryan personally. Uh, I know I have anyway, personally, uh, he's looked after me and, and my home and he's got a number of guys into theirs and, uh, he'll look after you. It doesn't cost you a thing. You can just have a chat with him about your situation and he will look after you. If you mention us, he'll give you a free consult. So go and hit him up. Um, mate, let's, let's move into this week's games. Let's preview the game for the week ahead. It's time for game talk. Like we mentioned, uh, six teams on the double. So we've got Cairns, Sydney, New Zealand, Perth, Southeast Melbourne, and Brisbane. Now, if you're looking at a two-week, everyone's on a single next week. So it's yeah. kind of irrelevant what happens next week, right? So, I mean, for me personally, I'm looking at the next three rounds. I'm looking at Cairns, New Zealand, and Perth who are on the double, single, double. Yeah, it's round uh, seven's a free hit. And so what that means is we're not chasing doubles. We've got some time to massage our bench into some more playable guys. But we're really starting to identify those teams that are on a double round six and round eight. Sort of the bookends to this free hit. So the guys we're like really it. looking at are your, your Cairns and New Zealand and your Perth. So yep. if you're bringing in guys, they're probably a three-week rental, potentially, unless they're from Cairns. You can hold them a bit longer. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's a lot to unpack with the schedule. It's, uh, it's a good little uh, pivot point this season. Yeah, there's a few teams that are nice. Like, I mean, you guys have talked about Cairns a million times and, and what their run looks like. New Zealand, very similar. But, um, mate, we'll, we'll dive into the first game Thursday, 7.30. We've got Brisbane versus Southeast Melbourne to kick off yeah. the week. Um, Phoenix have won four out of their last five against the Bullets. Does this continue? How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, look, Phoenix are playing well. They've, they've got the firepower, but also Brisbane had a pretty solid last weekend as well. We've got Baines back. Uh and his size uh, is going to be considerable against a, a smaller centre like uh, Big Source. So I know Big Source has a, the captain label against him in most squads. Um, something to consider because um, he's, he's not overly a stretch kind of guy. He's not going to step out and hit a lot of threes on him. So how that plays out will, will be interesting. Um, you know, there's a lot of big names. A lot of guys have held Mitch Creek over. He'll be in a lot of squads. Uh, Brisbane, you've got your Sobies, your Bannons. Uh, some guys are still hanging on to that pipe dream called Sammy Mack. Yourself, you've got Norton, who you bought in on a rental. So yep. there's a bit, to, a bit to look at. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the big sauce versus bangers matchup this week. Just thinking yeah. about what kind of sauce I'm going to put on my sausage roll. Um, I mean, those two are the, the kind of focal point, really, aren't they, along with Soby in this matchup in Creek? Sources, look, he's, he's expensive. He's, he's tipped over the 400K mark now. And, and I'd been planning to bring him in. He'd put some cash aside, you know, been budgeting nicely for this moment. But um, he even surprised me that he, he kicked up that little bit extra. So there's going to be a few squads that have potentially come up a bit short trying to bring him in. So a few other captain options floating around. I know Cotton's getting mentioned. That's coming up in the comments. So we'll touch on that at the end. But, yeah, Source is definitely on a lot of people's radars. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on, on Cotton. That's a big talking point this week, I think. But uh, a couple of fun facts on this one. Southeast Melbourne, are the, they're actually first in Supercoach points for and against. Uh, so they've conceded the least and scored the most in the last two weeks since Big Sources returned. So I don't know what that tells you, but it, you can see what kind of role he plays for this team, right? And it's a good thing to look at. A lot of that comes down to your pace of play. So you look at traditionally, especially in their first two years, Jack Jumpers was you know, defend the eye on the grit and the grind, slow teams down, limit the possessions, which limits the super coach points. And it was clearly obvious. Their pace of, of plays improved this year. But you look at those teams that get up and down and run and gun and, you know, Southeast Melbourne's one of them. You're going to have a lot of points scored. For sure. Let's move on. Uh, New Zealand versus Cairns, 5.30 Friday for the first one of two there. Um, both teams relatively red hot. Um, nice schedule moving forward. What are your thoughts here? Who are we looking at? Yeah, big, big implications here. We're, we're looking at the Patrick Miller injury. Do we get news of that? Is it a last-minute shuffle? Do we trade out? What can we do there? What time's lockout? Armstrong coming in. Is he coming in solo or is he coming in with Miller there? Cheat them out. We talked about uh, Finn Delaney. We talked about Lamb. Are they filling that position? Uh, McDowell White's been a little bit cold, but... We've got Parker Jackson Cartwright, who's been red hot since he entered the league. Uh, he's going to be held in a lot of teams after being captained last week. So this is a game where you're going to see your, your scores getting a run up with, with guys holding a lot of these guys in their squads. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, Parker Jackson Cartwright popped up a 57 against Cairns last time he played him. So that's appealing. What um, Toilets Man, Matt Kenyon, had this round? I, uh, Ooh, I'm going to have to find out. I had a look for the box score. There weren't any numbers jumping out of me. <laughs> Is that a little sly dig? Because I think he was having a sly dig at you a little while ago. Uh, if I can try and find it here somewhere. Uh, Clintman. He was talking about Clintman's Fool's Gold last week. So I guess he's got one up on you there, but it's a long season, isn't it? But Clintman's Fool's Gold that he's calling still surpasses the score that he was crowing about that Kenyon got. So, um, yeah, Clintman's still legit. I'm holding him. Love it. Love it. Um, I was going to say bring in Armstrong this week or do we wait until he's on the bubble? I mean, can we wait realistically? Look, I think you can. You know, he's not going to go up in price until he's played three games. So that next week when you've got the free hit, definitely worth having a look at. I'm potentially going to bring him in for, you know, a Ben Henschel type to just try and clear out some of the dead wood on my bench. Um, but, yeah, I don't think there's any rush this week. He's a cash cow. He's probably going to play a bit and give you some points, but I'm going to keep him on the bench now. You know, as long as Miller's healthy, as long as I've got Parker Jackson Cartwright, I've got enough good guard coverage to, to wait it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess the last one for me on this one, like how many plan, uh, Cairns players is too many? We've got Wardenberg, we've got Clintman, we've got Miller, we've got now Armstrong. Right, right where, now, where do you call it? I don't think he can have too many. But you need to have an exit strategy for when those doubles run out. And whether that exit strategy includes a boost or not, you need to plan ahead so you're not left, you know, holding the baby when um, all of a sudden that beautiful schedule comes to a, you know, a screeching halt. Um, but you know, right now you're playing with the house's money. They've got another what five, six rounds on doubles. It's it's a good time to be in the far north. Yeah, absolutely. A, a few questions, I guess, around Miller. Uh, Julian's asking, do we hold Miller or not? Probably covered that a little bit, I guess, in the last couple of minutes. Yeah, we're waiting until the last minute, I guess, to see whether he's named. Yeah, look, it's a wait and see, but I think you need to have something up your sleeve in case that news comes through late and have those contingencies ready to pivot, you know, in a, in a very short time frame. For sure. And I just want to throw this out there, Flying Camel, is it worth a boost to trade out Matrix for Brain? Uh, I'm going to say no. Um, I've got enough going on at the moment. I can't run three shows. Uh, uh, Maddie, Maddie does a good job. So we'll, we'll keep the boost for future weeks, I think, because we might, you, you we might need, need it. Some, uh, Who knows? You'd need some cash considerations to make that deal happen. <laughs> Um, a flying toilet has a toilet truth bomb coming our way. So we'll, we'll keep an eye out for that in the comments later. A few questions around where Maddie is. He's uh, drinking beer in Fiji at the moment where we'd all rather be. So I'll, uh, I'll cover his ass this week, but he's back tomorrow. So you'll see him on Monday show. We got a Monday game this week. We do. Okay. So yeah. uh, whether you guys go live Monday or however you play it this week, it'll be, that'll be interesting. I'm sure Maddie's got a plan anyway. Yeah, um, sure. we will, we'll keep moving on, mate. So Illawarra and Sydney, the second game on Friday, Sydney have knocked them off the last five. We probably should see something similar continue, shouldn't we? Yeah, look, both are probably not overly relevant given the schedule this week. Um, Illawarra, we've talked about it at nauseam. Their, their schedule's pass. In saying that, I hold two of them. I've got Oldbridge and he's been good. He's starting to rise. He's, he's finding his feet. And I've had Robinson who... You know, after a couple of pretty ordinary rounds, he's starting to get a bit more comfortable. Illawarra were at least competitive this week. Um, but you know, that, that, that team's a train wreck. So, you know, approach with caution. Yeah, you're, you're probably not buying any Illawarra players this week, are you, on the, on the single? No. Nah. And I don't think you're going to for a while. Like, I'll be trying to get out probably uh, Robinson next week when we've got that single, uh, all teams on the single. And then I'll be sitting back hoping they all go down in value so I can bring some of those guys in come the last five, six rounds of the season when they become relevant. Yep. Um, captaincy options. I, I, I don't know. Paul is uh, Paul Vardas is in the chat. Jalen Adams, a, a massive C option this week. What are your thoughts on that? He is. Yeah. Look, I, I think you've got a, a few options this week. Big source is one of the obvious ones. Um. Jalen Adams, he's been balling out. I don't think he scored under a 30 this year. He's been very solid. Uh, Cotton, he's dropped probably 100K, if not close to that, since since round one. Uh, Hurst's a bit of a, a weird situation, but he's an option. Uh, and then, obviously, Parker Jackson Cartwright on the double again. So, look, 
this is probably a week where there's not that one obvious captain choice. Like last week, it was, you know, more than likely going to be Parker Jackson Cartwright for the vast majority of teams. This one might be a few points of difference. You might jag it, you might not. Um, it's going to require a bit of thought. And given the single next week, you know, you can roll the dice on a rental. There's no um, no forward planning here. The um, Yeah, the captaincy's a bit spread. I had a look before we hopped on. Um, Cotton's leading the way, 20% captained at the moment. Um, Parker Jackson Cartwright, 16, and Creek, 9. So those are the top three captain's options from the community at the moment. So yeah. okay. a couple of smoky little pods there to play with, I think. Jalen Adams could be one. Um, yeah. We've got Mr. Cobb, 35, uh, Adams or Cotton. Who are you picking out of those two? Uh, look, probably Cotton, just based on the fact that he is a double round eight. So you can hold him for three weeks. Um, you know, Jalen Adams is, is a double single single. Um, that's the only reason. Otherwise, I, f- I feel like Jalen Adams is going to be a bit more consistent. Cotton has been, you know, up and down this year. And, and the drama that's surrounding Perth uh, has been running for the hills. Um, one very quick question before we move on to the next one. Uh, I think we've already covered it. Pinder or Big Source? Word is that Pinder could be out. So do your research on that. Try and find something concrete. Um, we're going off comments in the live chat right now to, to work this out. So um, yeah. off the back of that, you'd say Big Source, you just spend up, don't you? Yeah, look, for sure. I, I think um, look, Pinder's someone you could have held for a three-week rental, like we said with Cotton. But yeah, he, he's been playing well. This whole injury cloud is throwing me, though. So, for me, it's Williams, yep. there. For sure. Um, let's move on, mate. The uh, 5.30 Saturday game, Tassie versus Brisbane. Um, you know, we, we spoke a little bit about conceding the least points for Southeast Melbourne. The Jack Jumpers have conceded the second least. So, defense is pretty solid. Um, they scored the fourth least points, though, super coach-wise. So, are, are we still looking at guys like Doyle, Crawford this week? Um, yeah. Look, if you've held Doyle, he had a bit of a down week. Um, but he's still – that role's defined. He's still going to be the man in, in Tassie. Him and Crawford, they're both going to be playing. But Brisbane's rolling. So, look, they're not guys to be bringing in. If, you hold, if you've got them, hold them. If not, I'll be looking elsewhere for some value. Yeah, fair call. Um, Brizzy got them by three last time they played. So, uh, yeah. it could be another tight one we're looking at. For sure. Now, McVeigh. We mentioned him a tiny little bit at the start. Second highest score last week. Red hot. His yep. dual position. Is he worth a go? 284K at the moment. Look, look at 284K. You're looking at, and, and if you don't hold him already, think about who else you can get in that four position for that price or cheaper. We're looking at Findelaney with a pretty good schedule coming up and more opportunity. We're looking at Wardenberg with that exceptional schedule and we know the opportunities there. I don't think McVeigh is, is a guy you're going to bring in. It's there's just better value, better schedule, better opportunity available, and that's um that's where you're going to go with it. And yeah, and we were talking about those three teams on the double single double. It's got to be Cairns, New Zealand, Perth. It, you know, if you're looking at the schedule. Uh, um, let me ask you this: Are there any players at the moment that you would be happy to play as a starter, even though they're on a single? Ooh, it, it's a tough one. It's. And it would be dependent on how many other teams are on doubles. But I think it's a limited few. Maybe a Parker Jackson Cartwright, uh, maybe a Miller, um, Big Source. But probably the way I look at it is a starter really should be getting you about 30 super coach points, right? So if you've got those guys like Parker Jackson Cartwright who have the ability to go for 60, you could probably cover a guy, a normal guy on a double. So that's probably the the rule of thumb I'd be playing with. Yeah, I think I've played around a couple of times early in the season so far where I've um, I played a guy on a double because he was on a double and then you've got – I think I've had Mitch Creek twice on the bench and there was one of them he got 40 in one week. So, uh, yeah, yeah it, it's a risk that you take, isn't it? Yeah, makes as much sense as girl math. <laughs> it does. We won't, we won't go into gender equality. Um <laughs> Oh, Matrix is, you know, it's not what you spend. It's what, what is it? It's not what you spend. It's what you save. I mean, the, the amount of times I've heard that, because we've done nearly 100 NRL podcasts and NBA podcasts together, and I reckon it's the counts at about 100 in the I times we said it. That quote is directly out of the Girl Math Handbook. I'm going to have to check <laughs> that one. We'll keep that one for next week when he's back, mate, and you guys can discuss that. Um, 
Now let's let's talk Perth because a uh, big talking point we just said double single double coming up so favorable schedule versus Adelaide 8 p.m. Saturday. Um, could it's Adelaide? Could they play Perth back into form? Because realistically, if they don't, John really surely is gone. Well, you you think a lot of these coaches would have been gone by now? They're just not pulling the trigger. Um, look, I don't like thinking that teams are gonna come in against these teams like Adelaide and Illawarra and destroy them. Because as we've seen this season, last season, through you know the the sands of time, they end up playing to these levels and just shit the bed. I'd be more worried that Perth are going to lose. Adelaide have nothing to lose. They're going to throw the kitchen sink at this game. They had a win. They're feeling good about themselves. Perth is in a world of hurt. Like, don't make any mistake about that. The, the on-court product looks chaotic. Uh, the off-court product looks even worse. Um, yeah, this is, this is a team I wouldn't touch with uh, a very long stick right now. Mm. I thought you were going in a different direction with that quote. Yeah. I would have accepted it. Would have been good. Um, uh, Bryce Cotton, most talked about. We've covered him a little bit, so we don't need to dive too deep. But he's at 374K. He's got a 68 break even this week. He averages 34 against Adelaide and 39 against Melbourne. So nice matchups for him. Yeah, look, he's gone down again. I don't think he's going to break out really past that, that break even. He's, think about what he's doing this year. He pretty much is playing 40 minutes a game. You know, this is the extent of really his coaching. Oh, put Cotton out there and he'll win us the game. It's the opportunities there and he's just not producing. The defences are collapsing on him. There's, there just really isn't the structure in place to get him open like he did in the past. And look, as much as many of us used to knock Trev Gleeson and his, you know, under 12 flex offense, you know, come off a down screen, set a cross screen, come across, repeat 412 times. It worked. And yeah. right now, it's whatever they're running. I can't quite put my finger on it. It's not. So, it's, yeah. it, it seemed to be a system that was built around Bryce Cotton, didn't it? And now we've gone with a completely different system that's built for team basketball. And that's not just the system. It's also the personnel. Like you think back to the, the times when they were winning championships, you had pass-first point guards who were just happy to do the one-percenters, play some defense. We're talking Mitch Norton, Damian Martin, those kind of guys. Now you bring in the two Webster brothers who've both never seen a shot they don't like and probably have leather poisoning from holding the ball for so long. Um, and then you're trying to put the ball also in Cotton's hands saying, go get your own. It's a completely different dynamic. Um, knee, or oh, I nearly said his name. Uh, the guy that grows knees, uh, is, uh, is Sarah trade out. Mm, this is one. And I love your profile picture, knee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a guy that I was going to trade out. He's looks like he's peaked. The opportunity isn't there. Uh, however, seeing the comments roll through and it's unconfirmed at the moment, but if Pinder is out, this is the pin to surprise we're talking about. This is who else are you going to play at the power forward spot? Jesse Wagstaff and his 712th game? Probably not. So if Pinder's out, I'm going to hold Star another week and, and probably massage him out of my team next week. Mind you, I've still got to get rid of some other dead wood like Kyron Galloway, Ben Henschel. So, yeah. Yeah. It could be, I mean, look, you're holding a worse pot. It could be much worse, couldn't it? Holding Star on a double. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you can deal with that. I'm in a very similar situation. I've got Sarah out at the moment, but uh, depending on whether Miller's in or out, will determine whether I have to flip Wardenberg back to, to Sarah yeah. for the week and uh, look at... Yeah, best laid plans so. in turmoil again. Yeah, that is correct. Um, Southeast Melbourne and Cairns, mate, 2 p.m. on Sunday. What are your thoughts on this one? We mentioned both teams already and talked trades a little bit, but there are a few questions floating around here that are Cairns and, and Phoenix related. Yeah. Um, let me try and find them. So David Bryson at the start of the show, coach of too many cooks is in the chat a lot. Thanks for joining us, mate. Um, start versus sit Bannon versus Clintman. Uh, yeah. Look, both are in the same position where they've got key pieces coming back into their respective squads. So Bannon hasn't played in the regular season alongside Baines yet. And Clintman has, uh, Got Taj McCall coming back into the squad apparently this weekend. Another guy 
who potentially has a very bad case of leather poisoning. I've never seen him give the ball up. Um, so, look, for me, it's probably ooh, a bit of a toss-up. I'd be going with, with Bannon because the starting opportunity is there. Um, although I wouldn't be upset with Clintman. He was uh, in my squad last week, had a down game and a great game. So, yeah, look, you can flip a coin on that one. Yeah, I guess it's up in the air as well because Bangers is back. We don't know how that affects Bannon either. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a tricky one. Uh, what are your thoughts here, uh, Mr. S- Mr. Cobb? Uh, source score prediction. What do you reckon he gets this week? Would you captain him? I've been looking very closely at captaining him. Uh, look, if he got a 70 over the ga- over the weekend, I'd be reasonably happy. Um, okay. You know, that's 35 a game. It's not unreasonable. And he's shown that he's capable of it. So, look, that, that's a pretty solid captain score. And he put up 46 in a single last week. He averages 40 for the season since he's been back. Yeah, yeah it's it's a nice option. I'm sitting with uh, my captain on, on Big Source this week at the moment. He's a favourite um, team. And you look at the way they go about it. Gary Brown, I had him in my squad the other week. And he probably could have had maybe half a dozen more assists if Big Source, you know, could, could hit a little gimme from, you know, four foot out. But... What it does show is they're looking for him. He's a focal point, and uh, they're going to keep going to the well until it dries up. He's he's definitely got the opportunity down in southeast. Yeah, they're just feeding him, aren't they? Uh, until it doesn't work anymore, basically. Yeah. Um, Mr. Nee wants to know: uh, Should he trade Wardenberg or or tr- should he trade in Wardenberg or Findelaney? Uh, this was a question I asked. Yeah, yeah I'm well, in the same situation. We did discuss this. I think. For me, Finn is probably the bigger upside. He's cheaper. The opportunity now is expanding for him. Whereas Wardenberg, what you see is what you get. But now we've got the addition of McCall. How that affects him, who knows? Like, is it that McCall just draws such a crowd because he dribbles the air out of the ball until 22 seconds gone on the shot clock and then Wardenberg gets a little dump off? Or... Does McCall shoot the ball after 23 seconds of holding it and Wardenberg's left to go after the rebound? I, I really am interested in seeing how that dynamic plays out. So for me, it's Finn. Yeah, nice. Like it. And you save 60K. You can do something with that. And if that 60K sure. gets you something else uh, as a bit of a nicer upgrade as an option, then that's probably your play, isn't it? And, and as we always say, uh, sometimes it's not what you spend, <laughs> it's what you save, right? Beauty. I love, I love how that the setup was beautiful. Um, Julian is asking, and I don't want to butcher his name, what are your thoughts on this bloke from New Zealand? Mango Mathiang. Uh, yeah, this is a guy who Modi Mayor, the coach of New Zealand, brought in pre-season and caused an absolute ruckus on social media when they said this is an upgrade on Derek Pardon. So I think clearly six rounds in, we can all confidently say it's not. Yeah. Maybe there's some expanded opportunity because uh, Zion Chetham did see a bit of time at the five, but I'm more inclined to think they're going to play play some small ball. And uh, look, he, he may play minutes, but I don't think it'll be increased minutes. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. That answers that one. Um, <laughs> Mr. Cobb has mentioned Perth are the kind of team you want to jump on a week before they explode. And realistically, it could happen, right? It could happen at any point. And realistically, it's going to be when everybody jumps off them, just the way Supercoach works. Yeah, but, you know, it's like when you go out with your mates, someone has to jump on the grenade and it's better you than me. So <laughs> you can have Perth, mate. I'm not touching them. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I won't be going there either. And uh, last quick question before we tackle the last couple of games. Uh, Bryce, Sam Froling, we spoke about him a little bit earlier. Has he had another gear or was it just luck? Look, Sam Froling's going to put those games together occasionally. He... I don't think what he does or the way he goes about things changes too often. Sometimes he just puts it together and he's another one of those players that that teases you. He he should be producing so much more than he is and occasionally lives up to that hype. But then he's another one you'll bring in this week and next week you will leave disappointed. So probably the best case scenario for you guys is to hope that he's terrible for the next eight rounds and bring him in for the last couple of rounds when they're on doubles at a much better price. Yeah, that's it. It's just their schedule. It stinks. So you can revisit this conversation in maybe three, four weeks' time. When it's he, when too it expensive relevant. to bring him in on singles. For sure. 
Um, mate, last couple of games, we've got Sydney and New Zealand, 4 p.m. Sunday. Uh, we've covered both teams. Anything to mention here in this matchup? Uh, not a whole lot. Look, Melbourne, Perth, um, probably going to be starting to look at, at JLA and see how that transition's going with him taking over Huck Forty and whether he becomes more and more relevant later in the season. There, there's a few doubles left for Melbourne where a possible one or two game rental might be be worthwhile. Perth, we, we've spoken about it at length. Uh, and, and New Zealand, Cheatham out, Parker Jackson Cartwright on double, potential captain option. Jalen Adams, a potential captain option. So they're matching up. Potentially, who's going to match up on Jalen Adams? Is it going to be Will McDowell-White? They'll throw Liafra at him at times. Maybe Parker Jackson Cartwright. It's a tough night at the office. Um so maybe that plays into your captain trades. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like they'll get their own. I think, like uh, like most weeks. Um, I mean, d- does the five singles in a row just make Melbourne United kind of irrelevant now, Super Coach wise, for the next month? Yeah. Look, I don't think there is any player on that team that you can play on a single. Um, potentially, the, the the only thing you can do if you're holding a couple of them is hold one this week. Next week doesn't matter because everyone's on a single. But by the time you've got through that period, you, you really have to be done with them. You've still got Delhi to come back. I don't know what the timeline is on that right now. But they're clicking, they're rolling, and they're playing guys pretty even court time. I think they'll be pretty careful, right, with Delhi, yeah. with the concussion history. They'll, yeah. they'll take their time with him. They're 8-1. There's no reason to rush anything. Goulding's yeah. playing well, not super coach-wise, but... But he's having some good games. You had uh, Clark sit out one of the games over the weekend, so it's just a lot of a lot of mouths to feed there. Yeah, yeah, and that's the uh, downside of getting involved in a, a a good team from a super coach perspective is that everybody gets theirs. Yeah. It's um, almost better to have a great player on a terrible team because you know he's going to get his whether they win or not. Um, and that's why you tend to have guys that, that show up on these teams like. I mean, schedule aside, like a Justin Robinson on an, on Illawarra can go big and they, they have no choice to play him normally. Or uh, like some of the weaker rosters that you're looking at, that's it. Opportunity meets schedule. That's, that's where you're going to find your little uh, nuggets of gold. Love it. We've, um, so we've covered all eight games this week with the Monday game being Melbourne-Perth. So that's, uh, that's interesting. That pushes everything back a little bit of a, a, yeah. a, a week or, or sorry, a day. Um, uh, might impact some recovery, wouldn't it? We got a tight turnaround there. I, yeah, I haven't actually looked towards the week after. Um, but, team on a single. Yeah, I, I would say obviously Perth and Melbourne are just going to play at the back end of the week next week. Everyone's on a single, so they'll probably just stagger it so that everyone gets adequate rest. Yeah. Um, I've just had yeah. a little uh, news flash coming here from the okay. toilet, saying it's time for his toilet truth bomb. Oh, drop it. Let us know. I'm happy to sit here and wait for this toilet truth bomb. Hopefully he types quick. Um, for sure. Well, you know what? While, while he's typing his toilet truth bomb, we'll, we'll throw out to the standard squeeze very quickly because the standard squeeze uh, sponsor the podcast from day one. Uh, for anybody who hasn't heard of them yet, they do four in ones, which are these little thermos things. It keeps your beer cold. It keeps uh, 12 of Maddie's beers cold during, during each podcast episode. And, uh, you know, if you have a coffee in the morning, it'll keep that nice and hot as well. So go and, you can go and check them out on thestandardsqueeze.com and use the code INSIGHT15 to get 15% off. Where's this yeah. truth bomb? I'm waiting for it. You know what? Let's just move on to most traded in and out and we'll, we'll make it happen. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. So... We've got six or the top six most traded out players at the moment, mate. Call me out if you, if you don't agree. We've got Huck Porty at 18%. That makes sense. Makes um, sense. Sure. Travis at 8% based on schedule, I'd say, yeah. to free up some cash. Uh, Jalen Galloway. What's got? Sorry, Brian. Not just yeah, schedule. Right. Travis has – he's been underwhelming, right? Like this is a guy that everyone was talking about preseason. We spruiked him on our preseason pod that he's going to be must-own – He's got this massive upside. He's come to Melbourne, expanded Xavier Cook's role, and he's gone all up, all of about 15K. Uh, you know, like this is one you just think, you know, it was what it was, but I'm happy to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was in and out of teams, though. I remember listening to your preseason podcast, and he wasn't always in your teams throughout yeah. the preseason, was he? 
Look, he wasn't, but he's also like, uh, if we're, we're going back to biblical times, he's like Samson, right? He's cut his locks and he's lost his power. That's what I'm putting it down to. Okay. I'm, I'm, I've just been thrown by this uh, toilet truth bomb, mate. I'll let you read it out because it's sitting there for you. And uh, you weren't exactly keen on this bloke. Will McDowell White, captain this week. Wow. Um, look, I, I don't think you got the balls to captain him, for starters, but you're entitled to your wrong opinion, as always. Um, yeah, let's just move on from that. That's a terrible, terrible <sighs> call. What's worse than your Matt Kenyon call? You can quote that. Oh, I like it. Um, 55-28. I'll try and find the clip for it later. Um, mate, we've got Zylan Chatham. He, he's a trade-out at 7%. Uh, Saar, we spoke about at 7%. You can go either way on that based on the Miller news, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, the Pinder news. Uh, and Henshaw, 4%. is a guy you, you've been trying to get out for a while yeah. now. Look, all of those make sense, whether they're schedule-related, whether they're guys who've just found themselves out of the rotation. Um, you know, some of them are, are potentially luxury trades for, for some squads, but yeah, makes sense to me. Let's talk ins then. Uh, Bannon twenty percent. The Bannon circle jerk is in uh, full effect with twenty percent of super coaches. What's that? Four thousand uh, people. Four and a half thousand people are in on the circle jerk. Quick man, join it. Wardenberg eleven percent. Big source ten percent. Uh, guy we haven't talked about. Qual from um, from yeah. Cairns. What well, are your thoughts played, on him? Because it could be an option. He played the full forty minutes um, last week. I don't see that. Uh, continuing again. this week with Taj McCall set to rejoin the team in New Zealand, whether he plays that game or he plays the next game. Um, I think Quall's going to see, he's still play, but it's not going to be 40 minutes and it's not going to have the ball in his hand as much. We've, we've talked before about how ball dominant uh, Taj McCall is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Bull Quall is probably the one who's going to suffer because of it. Yeah, uh, look, he's not going to play 40 minutes, is he? It's like Jimmy Butler if uh, NBA followers yeah. playing, uh, you know, 48, 50 minutes against the Lakers in that final series in the bubble. Yeah, you know, that... for 40 minutes, he, he didn't produce, you know, out of this world kind of stat line. And look, Flying Toilets just popped in the comments again. Uh, Qual is certified fool's gold. Uh, you can probably mark this, 57-18. This is the first time I've ever going to agree with <laughs> like, um, He's right. Yes, yeah, clear. I like it. So anybody 5% that are on him, jump off. Um, 4% on Pinder, 4% on Delaney kind of rounds it out. Both decent options, but that Pinder stat could change. Yeah. Another comment popping in from Corey Blackledge. Uh, thoughts on Illy, Travis and Hakporty out for Adams, Bannon and Pinder in. Look, um, the only caveat I'm going to put on that is, is the Pinder news. If that's confirmed that he's out, um, I wouldn't be going with the Pinder part of it. Uh, if he's in, I, I like the look of that trade. Yep. Yeah, beautiful. I like it. Um, we've, and Jackson asking if Patrick Miller will play. We mentioned it a few times. We don't know. Just keep an eye out on news. Um, jump in the I Discord. We haven't mentioned plays. it yet. But, um, yeah, let's hope he plays. Um, but, yeah, jump in the Discord if you haven't yet, Jackson. Uh, the link's in the description below. And, um We'll keep you up to date in there. And, and look, there's some great people to follow on socials as well. Yeah. And look, the other thing, guys, with the Discord chat, really need you guys to get in there tonight, tomorrow, early with our community team. What are our trades for the community team this week? Um, it, it's been doing pretty well. Outside of that Zion Chiefdom uh, trade in last week, it's been a pretty solid squad. So put your thoughts, your trades in there so, so the guys can make them before uh, lockout tomorrow night. Yeah, the, the community team's coming 583rd. Uh, this year, 367 last week. And I think at the moment, it looks like from a consensus point of view, we've got Warden Bird and Bannon coming in. Huck Porty and Chatham coming out. Makes sense. Not too yeah, bad. Chatham's got to go. I think that's uh, the given. Yep. Um, but yeah, Delator, all right. Do we hold Miller in that team? Uh, we do have Miller in that team. So that might require a boost. Uh, we'll see how we go. Uh, we, we've never... We've never had the last-minute boost with the community team. That could be an absolute kerfuffle. But we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. Um, Mate, our trades, what are you thinking this week with your team? Yeah, look, I'm Huck Porty out. That's that's my first trade. Huck Porty out. He's run his course. I've made as much cash as we'll make. Um, Big source in. 
Really liking what I'm seeing out of Big Source. Um, and we'll hold him as a two-week rental over this week and then the single round of, of round seven. The second trade I'm a little bit uh, a little bit iffy on. Uh, so I was potentially going to bring in, I'll probably put out Travers and, and bring in either a Wardenberg or a Findelaney. What I'm starting to look at now is potentially bring in Bannon. Um, you know, I've got Saar sitting there. There's a little bit to play out now with that second trade, whether on the Pinder news, um, some things like that, the Miller news. So I'm, I'm bringing Source in, and, and the second one will be in one of my four positions. So, yeah, still working and on when, it. And the, I guess the question becomes, when do we start oh, – sorry, when do we stop chasing cash? Um, it's only round six. So it's still relatively early on. You want to try and build your bank up as much as you can so that by the end of the season, round 15 or something, you've got, you know, yeah. fuck, seven, eight potential yeah. starters. Look, I think the goal is to get to a point where you have a playable bench. You know, we, we've, we've held guys like Henschel, like Kyron Galloway, uh, and even guys like Jalen Galloway, who some have made cash, some have um, just embarrassed us. Um, but coming mid-season, we've got an opportunity now with Bannon and with Armstrong to bring in those guys at that 69K or, or Bannon's gone up now, but he'll still make cash. This is like a reset point to get your second tier of cash cows because come the end of season, there's not going to be too many left. Yeah. Yeah, it's at the start of the season where all these guys make their debuts and they come in at 69K yeah. and that dries up pretty quickly by the back end of the season, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. So... I think the rest of your cash cow is going to be made on maybe like your Findelanis if, if he's going to see a lot of increased burn with um, Cheatham out. But like you said, it's important to have that cash in place so that come the end of the season where you're running out of boosts, your trades are at a premium, maybe you're just going to make a substitution. You've got a playable guy on your bench when he comes to a double. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's relevant that 50% of your scoring comes from the bench too, doesn't it? So, like, it, it's not irrelevant like in a lot of other super coach games. Yeah. Teams, NRL, AFL, BBL later in the year. So yeah, it's, it's you've got to consider your bench. Um, you know, of, of the score. But if mm. you would have seen in your head-to-head rounds just within the insight group that it's coming down to the bench. There's been a lot of similar teams and, and maybe it's a bench player gets you across the line. So yeah, don't discount what they can add. Yeah, good shout. Um, probably not worth much, but I'm um, trading out Travis Saar and Huck Porty and obviously that's Saar trade out will be determined by whether Pinder's out or not. Um, yeah. If that stays the same, then great. Um, even if Miller's out, I mean, I might consider just holding Miller. We'll see how we go. Um, but I'm bringing in Source, Wardenberg and Bannon at the moment. I might hmm. Wardenberg and, and uh, Finn Delaney are the two that I'm tossing up on. Do I need that cash for next week? Is that boosts two rounds in a row, Brano? Yep. Two in a row. That's how we do it. I, I didn't touch my boost for the first four rounds and I, I wanted round five as a big target for me to, to boost. Uh, it just yeah. made sense. So, um, yeah, but I might go double and just attack the schedule and see how we go. I've got a bit yeah. of ground to make up. I, I don't hate it. I probably would have been doing the same thing if I didn't have to um, burn that trade early on uh, Armstrong. And I, I need to go rewatch that pod where I said he was dead to me to, to sort of <laughs> really bring some clarity when I think about bringing him back again. I'm, I'm still yeah, hurt. it should be should be a ringtone or something. Whenever Matrix messages you, it should remind you that you've made yeah. bad decisions and, and don't redo them. Yeah, the ringtone currently says it's uh, not what you spend, it's what you say. So <laughs> I have to adjust it. Yep, good. Now keep that, keep that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's important information. Um, we've talked captains. What, what are your thoughts on captain? I'm captaining source. Similar? I, I've... Thought nothing but source up until this point. But but talking through this, and this happens sometimes in the pod, you, you see some of the com- comments, you answer them, and then you think, oh, maybe that is a good point I just made. But, um, yeah, look, source for me, but I wouldn't be upset with a, with a Parker Jackson Cartwright, a Cotton, uh, even Jalen Adams coming into the mix. Uh, Miller, if he was healthy, uh, it really is probably the first round where I've, I've looked at and said, yeah, there's more than two legitimate um, captain options. And uh, Jalen Adams could be the pod captain this week that takes you from 1,000th up to 250th, realistically. If, yeah. if uh, a couple of these really popular guys like Cotton shits the bed, if Parker Jackson Cartwright has a quiet game, God knows what happens, Creek maybe, um, there's, what, 45% of captains right there in those three guys. Yeah, so no, if you can find a pod this week. 
they've got the freeway uh, game up against Illawarra. So, look, I don't think there's anyone in Illawarra that could even guard their own shadow that will uh, be able to match up on him. So he's possibly going to go big there. The, the, the downside of playing Illawarra is if you blow them out, they don't play the starters come, you know, the, the last quarter. So maybe that eats into it. And second games against New Zealand, we, we spoke about before, they've got some pretty solid defenders on the guards. So, yep. look, you, you can go and break down everything and overthink it like that. But end of the day, he's a solid option. He, he hasn't scored under 30 this year. So roll the dice. Go for it. And then McDowell White will just go out and have a fucking banger of a week next week and we'll all be fucked turning up next week having no answer to the flying toilet. Yeah, look, um, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Good. Uh, just a bit of bait for you to end the show. A um, couple of last-minute questions. Uh, I'm assuming Big D Randy is referring to me, the NRL physio. No, uh, I know the NRL physio is a much smarter guy than me, so definitely not me. Uh, Corey Blackledge wants to know when to trade Hunter out. Well, yeah, Hunter's – he's been serviceable. You, you, we've been talking about the mix between him and Bolden for a while. Uh, Sydney are on a double. Everyone's on a single next round. And then their, their schedule is a little bit more sparse. So if you've got him, you don't need the cash. I'd hold at least through until a single. Yep, makes sense. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, Dr. Doolittle, first time he's got to mention this week. Is he worth a shout if Pinder is out? Lost 100K because of his minus one. No, I put some thought into this, and he has been dropping down to that, that uh, respectable level. Now, if we, we cast our minds back to the start of the season, who else started at 170K? Huck Porty. Mm-hmm. Think about the production he's put in to move himself up to, what is he now, 230K, something like that, 240? Uh, um, yeah. Something like that. Is Doolittle going to be having that kind of production? Uh, last two games, he's played 30-odd minutes. The potential's there. He's just – he hasn't shown us a lot, has he? Yeah. There's a lot of hair going on there, um, but but really not much Supercoach relevance at, at this point. But, hey, who knows? Mm. Could be uh, – it, it'll only take one game for us to be talking about him next week. Won't yeah, it? look, I don't hate it. There, there is probably more – upside than downside on it and you've got the double everyone on the single then a double again so you, you've got a, a potentially a five game uh span to hold him and at that price you're possibly looking on your bench could you upgrade a sar could you upgrade a j uh and galloway uh, anyone like that do you downgrade someone else to afford a, a big source there's there's worse downgrade options than that and i'd say that you're gonna i mean if you're going huck porty to big source which is what most people are doing this week there's a you got to find 150k, mm. so you're downgrading someone. It, it just depends who. Yeah. Um, last one, mate. We'll finish up on this one. Big source or PJC for captain? Uh, PJC. Gun to your head. Uh, source. Yeah, I, I just think he's just been in unreal form. And look, I'm assuming you're not holding both. If you are holding both, why are you paying up for a source at 400K if you're not going to captain him? Good advice. Good advice. Uh, guys, that, that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, hopefully I've done Matrix some justice. Hammer, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you any final words. We haven't heard that from Rob for a couple of weeks, but I'll throw it in there. Any final words? Yeah, look, um, negative. I got nothing. Good. Call it a wrap. Love it. Guys, thanks, uh, thanks for hopping on. Hit subscribe, hit like, and, and do all those things. And uh, we will see you, and Matrix and Hammer, we'll see you next week to wrap up the round. Thanks for hopping on. You've been listening to an Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. We'll catch you later.